Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. I've really been praying, you know, like what what does God want us to hear and what God wants us to listen to. And uh, this was not something I really had in mind till almost like three to four weeks ago. But, um, you know, over the last three to four weeks, the Lord has really been laying this heavily on my heart. And I felt, okay, because I had some two or th- other three messages in store. But then somehow God just pushed all that out of the way and said, you know, this is something that he believes our church should go through. All right. And I'm really excited because one like I said all the time, you know, every time, you know, we're starting a new series, I'm really excited. I've not preached a series ever, you know, in the church before. But this is, you know, some of the things that I'm going to be sharing, you know, in through this entire series are revelations that God has given to me, you know, from the time that I was a believer, you know, probably, you know, till this time. And I'm praying that as you listen to this series of messages, it would inspire your heart to just one thing. You know what that, I, that is one, one thing I'm looking for? I'm praying that it would inspire your hearts to faith. Amen. All right. Uh, I've titled, okay, again, uh, a lot of things are running in my mind about what to title this series, okay, but I decided, you know, let's stick with something very simple. All right. So I've titled the entire series as Ask. All right. It's a series on prayer. All right. And Ask is the simplest thing I could think of, okay. Um, I have wanted to actually call it In Jesus' Name. All right, because, you know, I'll show you why I wanted to call it that. But ask is something that's simple. And ask is something that Jesus said we should do. All right. But many times, we never ask. All right. So, um, I've titled today's message, okay, week one. We are in week one. And I've titled today's message as, No Prayer. All right, now, let me tell you why I titled it as No Prayer. You know, when when I was growing up, you know, one of the most exciting things that I would have, okay, especially as a family, family of four, NRIs, okay, NRIs, I think you know the picture, okay, family of four, and you got that, you know, that that small family, you love your your dad and mom, you hate your siblings, okay, but you love your dad and mom regardless. And, and, and you know, I mean, it's that, it's that closed group of people, right? So I was exactly like that. All right. And um, my dad, my mom, my sister, she was here, you know, with us a couple of weeks ago. And, and, and you know, we four, you know, were like one f- close, co- close-knit family. All right. Some of you are nodding head. I know what that means. Yeah. Okay. So that's how we were. And I remember, you know, like any time, you know, and we, we used to have, you know, what's called as a traditional family altar. All right. I don't know if you ever had that growing up. Okay. Where the dad and mom would force you better come and sit down for prayer and you know we, we had that going on and you know I would reluctantly go there and sit and sometimes you know we would get late because we went out and came back and then you know I would go and ask is there prayer today and my dad would say oh, it's late no prayer All right. and it used to like I'm, I know I'm a pastor I know I shouldn't be saying this but it used to give me a lot of relief oh, no prayer you know I can just go back to sleep alright but the reason I share that is because if there's anything I've ever learned, especially from the life of my mother, some of you have met my mother. One thing that has stood about her life, you know, about to me, you know, growing up as a child was her time that she used to spend in prayer. You know, um, 
some of you are like really young okay i'm not saying i'm very old but uh, i don't know have you know any of you ever heard of video cassettes cassette player cassettes all right some of you know what i'm talking someone like what you know i mean if you've never heard of it so weekends you know we never had netflix our netflix used to be you know the video cassettes okay so my dad would rent out you know a video cassette on the weekend all right we would get some movie and you know weekends back in the gulf used to be thursday and friday okay back then so thursday night you know was movie night so he would you know get some movies and if he liked something he would pick that up as well and thursday night you know was like the special night where he would put the cassette in the video player and be three three of us we would start with four mom would sit there but we would all four of us we would sit and watch the movie and you know sometimes i would be so engrossed or my sister would be so engrossed in the movie we would not see our mom slip away behind and you know couple of times this happened and halfway through the movie i'd be like okay where did mom go you know i i couldn't see her and i would you know slip out of the room all right to see where mom is and i would find her she would be sitting in the bedroom in a corner cooped up crying in prayer and you know i was to look at it and i used to wonder man how is it possible that anyone could actually cry it used to you know really get me thinking it used to really you know kept i used to keep thinking how is this even possible how is it even possible that someone could actually pray and cry at the same time and i get it you know somebody is crying and i used to think now why is she crying you know is, is something happened everything seems to be fine i didn't hear them talk about anything that was bad and you know often times it would ponder me and growing up i i remember asking her sometimes you know like why do you cry and pray she said no it just i just happened to cry when i used to pray and growing up you know even after i became a believer you know i began to realize man that 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 was something that kept inspiring me and if you ask me over the years have i cried and prayed oh so many times all right and and you know my prayer is that you know my boys would some day come and ask me the same question too but here's the thing that i want us to this you know that's why i titled it as no prayer because many times you know we we come to this place where we think that okay man prayer and we all know as christians as believers as followers of jesus christ the prayer is supposed to be something that's important something that you shouldn't miss something that we should do but the question and today's whole message is the question that i want to ask even though we know prayer is important why is it that we do not pray all right um Again, you know, I want us to look at something that Jesus said, and that's where the series title came in. Matthew's Gospel, chapter seven, verse seven to eight. Here's what Jesus said: Ask, and it will be given to you; seek, and you will find; knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, can you complete that for me? For everyone who asks, receives; and he who seeks finds; and to him who knocks, it will be opened. And you know, I hope this. stays with you maybe you know about this okay but this is something that you know i looked at long back and i said wow jesus that's like an amazing thing that you said you know why because ask is also acronym for what he just said i don't know if you ever realized that okay ask literally is ask seek and knock i think it's there on the next slide can you just put that up okay ask seek and knock all right and that's like something that's like a let me put it this way that's like a formula that's a formula that's supposed to work all right as a formula that jesus expects us to believe in and you know work in all right but let me just say this i believe you know prayer is one of the most misunderstood concepts most believers have 
most christians most followers of jesus christ you know prayer is supposed to be one of the most misunderstood concept you know why i say that because to many of us you know when we think about prayer oh you know some some kind of a mental block some kind of a mental resistance comes up every time you know that you think about prayer you know it's important you know jesus said you know pray i mean i don't know if you remember you know paul says you know in the new testament he says pray without ceasing i mean you are supposed to pray all the time but yet you know when you hear prayer or when you you know you think about prayer prayer is like it's boring you know I mean, we never say that right we never say it's boring but somehow inside of our hearts inside of mine it's like you know there's just so many other things and then <laughs> sometimes you know we 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 think that man we need to pray but man i don't know if prayer really works some of us you know we stop praying because we feel like man prayer doesn't really give us the results that we are looking for you know let me let me outline a few questions you know that i've asked myself ever since you know i was before a believer and even after i became a believer you know over the years okay and maybe maybe some of these statements might you know resonate with you does god really hear me when i pray of course the ob- most obvious answer is yes god hears but i don't know if you have ever asked that question to yourself is really god listening i want you to think about that what i've asked this question why does it seem like you know when i'm praying it just hits the ceiling and it just comes back maybe you never thought i've have thought that so many times here's one that you, i'm sure that you've thought about is god angry with me you know i've been praying i've been praying and god's not seeming to answer my prayers maybe maybe you know he's angry with me and maybe he's not answering my prayers because i've committed a yeah, yeah, come on come on you know exactly what i'm talking about right some of us again we've not verbalized this because we think man how can i even say that okay why is prayer so boring we never say it out loud but i'm sure we have at least thought about that sometimes now here's another question when we pray we pray and we don't see results we don't see answers we think that shouldn't i expect you know my prayers to be answered should i expect or should i just leave it like okay you know god will if he wants to god will not if he doesn't want to okay sometimes you know you ask the question i've asked this question is it really god's will that you know maybe i'm praying i'm not seeing results maybe this is not a part of god's plan this maybe this is not a part of god's will now let let me ask you this question okay this morning at the beginning of this series how many of you think prayer works yeah You're like okay, pastor you said so much i'm not sure Okay all of us if we were to ask the question man do you believe prayer works do you believe in the power of prayer i'm sure you know all of us would raise up our hands and we would say yes but yet again do you know what's the best way to measure prayer whether prayer you know people really believe in the power of prayer or not okay the size of every prayer meeting in a church okay we are a small church i get that but i'm telling you you attend you know some of the biggest churches and you can measure if the size of those christians or those people in that church really believe in the power of prayer by the number of people who really attend those prayer meetings you know what i've found i've found that most churches might be full on sunday mornings but their prayer meetings is left to a handful of people all right and some of them you know they go out to the call that that's a prayer ministry group okay that's the prayer of intercession you know what i've found nowhere in the bible nowhere in the bible do you have a ministry called intercession you don't we'll talk about intercession all of that little later in the series okay but 
I'm just saying, you know, many times, you know, we tend to avoid prayer. All right, we tend to stay away from prayer, and there are many, many reasons for that. And that's what I want us to look at today. What I want to do today is basically address this one simple question: If we really believe in the power of prayer, why don't we pray? All right. I want to look at you know uh, three statements that Jesus made. Okay, and before we do that, I want us to just give a context about this. Okay, this is where many theologians believe you know that Jesus and his disciples are having a conversation, and this conversation is taking place at the Last Supper. You know, Jesus was in the center. The disciples were gathered, and Leonardo DiCaprio was—I mean, not DiCaprio. Da Vinci was sitting in one corner, and he's painting the picture. I mean, you, you remember that, right? Okay, DiCaprio. I set some girls off. Okay, I'm just saying. Right now, I'm like, you know, what we think about—you know—this is the conversation that's literally happening between Jesus and disciples. You know, the scriptures that we're going to look at. Okay, uh, John chapter 13. Okay, where is where Jesus had. you know washing their feet of the disciples and then in the next three chapters he repeats a very very specific statement and you know one one thing i would say this okay if you're a bible study student if you're a you know a avid student of the bible one of the best things to do studying you know about the life of jesus is to look at the number of statements that he's repeated because if he's repeating a statement you know what jesus is really doing he's emphasizing that listen guys i don't want you to ever forget this he's literally taking a highlighter and highlighting at this you know this is probably the most important thing that i can ever tell you and he does this and i want us to look at this statement here's what it says okay john's gospel we started john's gospel chapter 14 verse 13 to 14 and here's what jesus says and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i will do it you know in other words here's what jesus is saying ask anything as long as the prayers that you're asking will glorify my glorify my father in heaven i will do it for you period all right come down to john the next chapter john's gospel chapter 15 verse 16 here's what he's saying you did not choose me now let i just want to stop right there all right you did not choose me I, i i want to say that and i want to underline that statement first before i go into next because here's what i want you to believe the reason that some of you are here is not because you chose jesus i want that to really ring in your hearts this morning the reason you're here the reason you're in the presence of god the reason that you're a follower of jesus christ is not because you made the decision to follow christ you did but guess who chose you before that he did and i pray you know that that would really ring and that would really be a revelation in you look at what he says but i chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit i want to encourage every one of us this morning Jesus has chosen each and every one of you by name. He knows your name. And he has chosen you and he's appointed you so that not that you just remain, you know, fruitless and you're not able to see results happening in your lives. He wants you to bear fruit in every area of your life. Amen. All right. I want to just say that as a word of encouragement to you. And look at what he goes on to say. That your fruit should remain and then what he said before that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give you all right and you might think you know by now okay jesus we get it anything we ask in your name you'll do it i don't think you guys have got it yet john 16 23 to 24 next chapter again third time he's repeating the same thing and in that day you will ask me nothing most assuredly i say to you whatever you ask the father in my name what whatever you ask the father in my name 
he will give you until now you have asked nothing in my name ask and you will receive ask and you will receive that your joy may be full jesus you know all three chapters you know he repeats the same thing ask and you will receive believe and ask and anything in my name you will receive and here's a question that i want to beget you know at the beginning of this entire series when jesus emphatically says when jesus highlights it all over scripture man you got to ask you got to ask you will receive man ask anything it will as long as it glorifies my father in heaven you will receive it you have to ask until now you have not asked anything if you ask i promise you you will receive i will do it for you yet despite all of these promises that jesus gives in his word here's a question that i want to ask again and again why is it that we still do not pray i want us to look at three reasons you know why i believe we don't pray all right number one is a word that i like to call complacency all right being complacent being you know complacent about things now complacency basically the word means you know it's like a place where you're in a place of comfort all right you're just you're just comfortable where you are all right and 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 somehow you know you don't feel like you need to pray about certain things you feel like man things are going good things are fine all right and then you know it's it's okay you know it doesn't move us all right things are happening around us and we look at them and we're like can't do anything about it we just tend to walk away why because we become insensitive to what is happening literally around us some of us you know we have come to this place of complacency in our lives because we think that man it has nothing to do with me and as long as it doesn't affect me it doesn't affect my life i don't think i have to bother about what's happening you know can i can i say this i do believe you know today you know the government in india government in the state okay anywhere you look at i believe there are people who are elected into power simply because believers have failed to pray i believe that i believe that you know there are certain laws that are passed in our country simply because the believers have failed to stand in the gap i believe that i believe you know that many times you know when we think about this i mean i remember as a student you know back in mangalore i used to think you know when i used to hear about stuff that's happening in mangalore and stuff like that, i used to think ah oh, it's okay because i'm just a student i'm only going to be here for you know a short period of time i'm leaving i'm not a mangalorean this is not my home this is not my country this is not my state my state is there i have to go and i used to like be least bothered about what's happening within the state as a believer all right as a believer and sometimes you know we think that man this has nothing to do with me and i'm just passing by i'm just you know here for a short duration of time and i'm leaving so why should i get involved why should i you know be that we become complacent we become insensitive you know to the things because we feel it does not matter to us i'll never forget you know back in mangalore you know when we were still in the youth ministry there was this boy you know who came to me all right he was he was really passionate about the lord is really passionate about the he came to me many many years back and he said you know danny i'm i'm trying to start a prayer group in my hostel all right he's trying to start a prayer group in his hostel and and he said you know that every time every week you know just one day when he would call all of his friends you know his his hostelites everyone who he knew you know at least were christian they would call them to prayer none of them would turn up none of them every time he would give one reason or the other oh sorry we're going out oh no 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 i'm not here you know during that i'm too tired you know and all of those results and all of those things that he would give and he said you know then you would not believe you know one day 
all of these guys who kept giving excuses right through the whole year they all came and gathered together in this room i said okay are you praying you know we need to pray i said wow that's good right i mean you've been waiting you've been praying and god's finally answered your prayer right he said such danny danny you don't understand our exam is coming up next month and these guys are here only because man they want god to do something for their exams otherwise all through the year they had some reason or the other now they all of them full attendance you know 100% everybody is in the room my room is packed why because the exam is coming by complacency we never think about prayer or we never think about the situation till we know it really or directly affects we become so insensitive now i don't know if you think about this i don't know if you ever thought about this okay did you know that when you pray natural disasters can be averted and natural disasters what i believe is natural there's some trouble in the ecosystem and that's why you know those disasters are happening but did you know that man when there is a natural disaster that's being predicted upon your land or upon your place if you pray those natural disasters can actually be averted did you know that did you know that your prayers can actually turn around things now like i said you know manipal this this last month was like really really hot all right some of you had water issues i don't know how many of you actually thought you know what let me just knock up stairs and say lord what are you doing you know send up send some rain down here send some water we're really struggling many times you know we never think about those things why because we become so complacent we become so insensitive we think that man ah, it'll happen no water no water we call up every other authority but the main authority above complacency and can i tell you this i believe the root reason for complacency you know what i believe it is why become so insensitive why we are least bothered about you know everything that happens in and around us you know why i believe one of the main reasons is because of our selfishness and i put it in a way that you understand our self centeredness we are only thinking about ourselves we never think about anybody else we never think about man what might be that person going through you know i think i need to really pray you know for those people we never think about any of the other persons but ourselves as long as i'm in good books i'm walking fine i'm healthy as long as everything is going good for me nothing else matters and here's a question to ask church is that how jesus called us to live you know what jesus said i've not come here so that i will be served i've come here to serve here's what jesus says you know in the book of john's gospel chapter 13 verse 30 34-35 he says a new commandment i give to you that you love one another as i have loved you that you also love another verse 35 by this by what by this what's this by the way that you love one another that is how the world will know that you are my disciples by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another you want to share the gospel with your friends you can do that by keeping your mouth shut do you know how by how you show love to the ones that need it of course many of us we know this but 
many times you know because we become so self centered and because we are always thinking about ourselves we rarely step out of our comfort zone we rarely step out of you know where we should not be and say that man i know i don't need to do this but still i want to do this because man if jesus has loved me as much as he has loved them then i need to show my love to them as much as he has shown it requires for us to step out of our comfort zone and say that you know what i don't need to do this and i don't know how many of us have ever done that let me let me ask you this question you know those messages that keep coming urgent blood required you get those how many of us have actually stopped and said okay oh, wait i know somebody who has a wait i have that blood or how many of us you know we actually stop pause and look at that message and say i know i can do something about it or we just scroll through somebody needs blood okay we become so insensitive and jesus says listen you know when jesus saw the crowds of people i mean i don't have the scripture but we we've seen this verse so many times he was moved with compassion for them and i wonder how many people around us today move our heart to compassion and say you know what you don't have to do anything about it you can stay away you can you know be glued to the things that matters to you and not be least bothered about and be least bothered about everything that's happening around you or you can say you know what i know it doesn't concern me i know it doesn't matter to me but i want to step in get involved and do something because i know that's what my lord and savior would have done one of the reasons we don't pray or we fail to pray is because of complacency and here's reason number 2 unbelief Maybe some of you are thinking, no, no, I'm not complacent. I'm, I'm very sensitive. I hope this gets you. I wonder if we really believed that prayer works, that we would spend more time in prayer before an exam than spend time in studies. I'm not saying that you shouldn't study, but I wonder how many times we would actually spend more time in prayer if we believe that prayer works rather than put all of our efforts, all of our energies into the studies. Here's another question to ask. If you really believe prayer works, maybe maybe you're in a place where your relationships are completely messed up. And you're thinking that man, I I want to do more, I want to do more. I wonder if you really believed if prayer works that you would spend more time in prayer for your relationships than put the energy and the effort that you're putting into those. I'm not saying again minusing the other thing, but I wonder how many of us would really believe that prayer works and spend more time in prayer. Maybe you know some of our finances are messed up. all right and i wonder if you really believe that you know prayer works that you would spend more time in prayer for your finances rather than trying to logically try and solve the issues by yourself i think somewhere deep down we have come to this belief you know what we believe that 10 minutes in prayer will not accomplish as much as 10 minutes as i put my energy and my effort into the thing that i am looking I want you to think about this for yourself. When somebody looks at your life, would they say that you're a man or a woman of prayer? Or would they say that man he's a hard worker. He or she is a hard worker. Well, think about that for a moment. You know what Jesus said? My house shall be known as a house of prayer. Will anybody around you, you being the followers of Jesus Christ, will anyone look at you and say the same thing about you? why because you i hope you do understand you are the home of the holy spirit the holy spirit lives inside of you that's what scripture teaches us god is living inside of you you are god's house and i wonder how many people look at you and say that man 
Oh, he or she, man of prayer. Man, the amount of time that they spent in prayer. I wonder how many of us can carry testimonies like that. But like I said, listen, do we really believe? Unbelief. And you know, you know what? The Hebrews writer, here's what he says, you know, Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want to look at the second part of that scripture. Okay, without faith, I mean, we know this. Without faith, you know, if you don't believe, if you don't have faith, you can't please God, period. Okay, but look at what he goes on to say. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. You have to believe that he is. You have to believe that he can. You have to believe that he is able to. Why? Because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know what the word diligently means? It means giving yourself 100%. Giving yourself 100% and not half-heartedly, okay, God, if it's your will. You say, Lord, your word says that if you believe, Lord, you ask anything in my name, this should glorify your name. Lord, I want to believe that what I'm asking for you in prayer is not just for my sake, but it's for your sake. It's glory, glorify your name. And I am praying and asking, Lord, that you would move in answer to the prayers that I'm making in front of you, Lord. And you know what it says? If you diligently seek him, he's a rewarder. You will see those rewards. But yet, you know, when, when suddenly when things come in, when the situation is up hand, or you know, when things seem to be going chaotic, prayer is like the last resort. It's like the last resort. We are, we are ready to do anything but pray. You know, the New Testament word faith, it comes from the Greek word pistis, okay, P-I-S-T-I-S, which simply means belief or confidence. You know what having faith means? Having faith means simply believing and having the confidence that God can. Are you confident that God can do this for you? Are you confident that God can do certain things for you? Even though it looks impossible, it looks like man, on your ability, on your logic, it's not going to happen. If we were to believe and have the confidence that prayer works, I think we'll actually pray. Jesus said this, Mark's Gospel 11, verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, I mean, imagine how many times Jesus said this, all four Gospels, okay? Whatever you things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and what? You will have them. Believe. Can I, can I, you know, backtrack that verse for you? All right? You know why we don't have things? Because we don't believe. And because we don't believe, we don't pray. So two reasons, you know, why I believe. Number one, complacency. Number two, you know, unbelief. And here's number three, discouragement. Like I said at the beginning of today's message, we pray, we pray, we don't see results. And we're like, I don't know if prayer really works. I really don't know if prayer works. I think, man, I need to do, you know, things to see, you know, things happening. You know, and, and maybe, you know, and some of us, you know, we come to this place, we think that, man, pastor, I totally agree. I don't know if I really have the faith to believe that God will move in my life. Okay, you're talking about faith, pastor, I totally get it. Maybe it's, you know, because I don't have faith. Maybe this is, like I said earlier, maybe this is not God's plan. Maybe, am I praying for the wrong thing? 
how do i know this is god's will how do i know that you know god's not answering my prayers because it's not his will we get discouraged and we get you know and because of our discouragement we are left feeling disillusioned you know about prayer and about everything you know the frustration and the pain of not seeing results as a result of prayer it leads us and can i tell you this man if you are not careful it can lead us into a place where we are bitter with god we get so bitter and angry at god we say god what i don't matter to you why don't you seem to be answering my prayers now my prayer my prayer in this whole series is that this series would inspire you to faith this prayer series would inspire you to a place where you come to a place where you say that man prayer works i believe that when i pray things will happen i believe that man when i pray god is going to move and answer to my prayers this i pray and i believe that man this is going to inspire each of us to pray now what i want to do all right is i want us to look at the disciples just for a moment all right because the disciples i believe discovered something about jesus and which i'm praying you know today morning that we would also discover are you ready all right something about jesus life i mean of course we know that you know the disciples walked with jesus you know for 3 3 and a half years he was there he, i mean they they saw jesus lifestyle they saw all the things that jesus did and can i tell you you know when early days when i became a believer one of the things that really impressed me about jesus was about the things that he did all right man the miracles that he did he would go you know to a paralyzed man get up and walk i mean he, the guy would just walk get up and walk you know jesus could walk on water wow i mean you know this he could you know cleanse a leper he could feed you know thousands and thousands of people all right all he did was like lord bless his food and go take and then everybody got their food and, and i mean you know those things used to really really impress me and i used to think that man if i were one of the disciples you know walking with jesus in the three and a half years i used to think that man i wish i could just go and ask jesus you know once man jesus how did you walk on water how did you do this how did you, you know were able to do all of these things but you know what really bothered me early years as a believer you know what really bothered me because all the four gospels you read all the four gospels you know what you never find you never find a place where the disciples had come to a position and said lord teach us how to walk on water teach us how to do this teacher the only thing in all four gospels in the life of jesus that you observe about the disciples the only thing the disciples ever asked jesus to teach them was to teach them how to pray and that bothered me really bothered me i mean i mean think about this you're you're with jesus you can ask jesus anything in the whole wide world anything man jesus how did you do that you know demons man the guy called legion man he had so many demons and one word all the demons jumped onto a you know a pit of pigs and they all went and they drowned themselves in the water and man jesus that's amazing how did you do all of that the disciples decided only one question we're going to ask jesus lord teach us how to pray and i'm telling you it took me years you know to figure out man why did you why did the disciples only ask them how to pray luke's gospel chapter 11 was one to do look at this now it came to pass when he was praying at a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him lord teach us how to pray as john taught his disciples and so he said to them when you pray and then you read further it's the lord's prayer there 
okay our father who are i mean the whole thing okay in this particular portion you know i believe you know jesus was praying and i'm sure his disciples are probably standing i don't know maybe maybe a bush or something like that okay and they were looking at jesus wait 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 he's not finished no 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 wait wait okay he's finished hi jesus we were wondering you know can you teach us also how to do that can you teach us how to do that and i was thinking man why would the disciples ever ask jesus this question because here's what i believe the disciples understood something and i'm praying you know this morning that we would understand it as well the disciples you know they kept watching jesus's life and something about the way jesus did things really began to dawn on their mind all right i want to look at something that jesus did okay and probably we've read this before okay mark's gospel chapter 1 was 35 now in the morning having risen a long while before daylight he jesus went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed now what it says here now it came to pass now in the morning having risen a long while before daylight okay and back in israel if you study you know israel the daylight you know normally starts at daylight is when you know the day breaks where the sun rises the sunrise is normally at 5:30 on a normal given day not in the winters and all that but on a normal given day the sunrise is at 5:30 big question how many of us seen 5:30 in the morning just seen 5:30 oh wow 5:30 i've never seen this before all right 5:30 in the morning is when sun rose okay and what does it say here having risen a long while before sunrise daylight so let's assume that you know 5:30 was a regular sunrise back even then all right having risen a long while so i'm assuming i'm just assuming okay maybe he maybe jesus woke up at maybe i don't know around 3 o'clock okay because here's what the niv version says okay niv version says this next verse the niv version says very early in the morning while it was still dark all right very early in the morning while it was still dark so i'm assuming maybe jesus woke up at around 3 o'clock all right and he left the house he went into the solitary place and he kept praying all right so how many hours is that 3 to 5:30 give me on some assume time it's roughly around 2 and a half hours all right okay fine let's 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 push it. i mean he's jesus i mean jesus is all the time praying so let's let's give jesus some slack let's cut him some slack right so maybe he woke up at 2:30 all right so we're thinking like you know maybe every morning jesus did this the disciples saw it every morning he would wake up at 2:30 or 3 in the morning and he would spend around 2 and a half to 3 hours every day in the morning all right the disciples knew this and the disciples were thinking about this one thing jesus is spending so many hours in the morning and you know what i believe you know that dawned on them because every time jesus finished this prayer he would tell them you know what let's go into that town and let's there's some things that i need to do there in fact you know um come down a little bit okay you see this mark's gospel chapter 1 36 to 39 and simon and those who were with him searched for him was 37 when they found him they said to him everyone is looking for you jesus where have you been i was there but he said to them let us go into the next towns that i may preach there also because for this purpose i have come forth and he was preaching in the synagogues throughout galilee 
casting out now here's what i believe the disciples saw here's jesus early morning you know much before when we are all sleeping we are barely you know trying to get up all right 2:33 o'clock in the morning maybe jesus is woken up and he's spending hours in prayer let me just put that i mean two and a half three hours is an assumption i don't really know i mean scripture doesn't show how many hours you know literally jesus was praying but let's just say that jesus was praying for hours together and you know what they saw after that and you know when when they went looking for jesus and here's the disciples and saying and jesus saying let's go to the other town so they walking with jesus they going to this next town he sees this paralyzed man who's lying there and he said come on do you want to get up yes get up and walk then he goes to a blind man and he sees you know a blind man and he and then he asked the blind man do you want to see yes i want to see go see and he his blind eyes would be opened everywhere he went you know man he would see you know a person who's demon possessed and you know he would look look at the demons and say go out of that body and those demons would leave and those that person would become normal everything you know what the disciples observed everything that jesus did he would take barely you know maybe a second maybe a fraction of a second to do those miracles and he would walk out and it bothered them i'm sure it bothered them because man how is it that man so suddenly is able to do this so suddenly is able to do that man just one prayer man lord 5000 people we don't have food to feed them bring the food to me all right lord thank you and he broke it gave it to them what's happening it's just happening like in seconds and seconds and seconds and you know what they realized was man jesus took seconds you know to do the miracles that he was doing but he would take you know hours to do this one other thing that he was doing in the morning there's something about you know what he was doing in the morning that was connected you know they believed in regard to those miracles and things that they were doing in the morning jesus never took any more time with those things but you know what we do come on church talk to me do you know what we do we spend a minute in the morning with god and we spend hours you know trying to solve the problems little little problems in our lives and the disciples caught on disciples understood man if you spend time in the presence of god for hours and hours it will just take you a fraction of a second to solve the problems that you're facing in your life and the disciples figured it out Can I can I say this church the priority of Jesus was not ministry to man it will never was you know what the priority of Jesus was the priority of Jesus was the time that he spent in his father's presence everywhere Jesus went it would just take him a fraction of a second why why didn't he spend more time you know and and I mean you yeah, I remember this okay I'm not trying to you know put down somebody okay put down any preacher or they say i've seen preachers i've seen pastors all right the minute they would bring a demon possessed man to them you know what they would do god 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 they just keep praying and praying and praying and i wonder you know how many of us okay let's let's not look at the preachers okay let's look at us how many of us have prayed for sick people and we have left and they were still sick one minute two minutes we prayed and we walked out of there and we were like then work and Jesus would spend time alone in the presence of God for like you know few hours and he would come and you want to be healed be healed they would walk up and they would go away i don't know if you ever seen the scripture okay this is a prophecy that was given about Jesus in the book of Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4 the lord god has given me the tongue of the learned that i should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary 
He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. You know what it says? God used to wake him up. And I promise you this. God has tried to wake you up as well in the mornings. And how many times have you said, Lord, Lord, till more time, Lord, please, Lord. I'm feeling so sleepy. I was so tired, you know. Did you know the work that load that I had? I mean, it's can can I just sleep a little more? And we switch our alarms off and we go back to sleep and we keep saying, Lord, please, okay, Lord, today also, Lord. I'm so tired, Lord. Promise, Lord, Sunday, Sunday to promise, Lord. And we keep saying that to the Lord every single time. And I promise you this every day, every day, the Holy Spirit is trying to nudge you to wake you up. And you know what the good thing about the Holy Spirit is? You know how loving He is? When He sees you're extremely tired, when He sees you, you know, you cannot wake up, He gently leaves. He will not push you out of your bed. He nudges you gently. And if He sees you're too tired to wake up, He will leave. And I wonder how many times have we missed out on what God wanted to speak to us simply because we said, Lord, I need some more sleep. Church, the disciples could have asked for anything. Think about it. Could have asked for anything from Jesus. Lord, we want to walk on water. And I'm thinking, you know, man, if I was in Jesus, I was in the disciples, I might have asked him, Lord, teach me how to walk on water. And I would have probably gone on Instagram live. I would have, you know, made the whole thing YouTube public and made sure, you know, a lot of views and a lot of all of those things would have happened. And I would have publicized myself. I would have publicized that particular event. But the disciples never did any of those things. And the only thing they asked was, Lord, teach us how to pray. You know, there was this incident, okay, in the scriptures where Jesus was not with the disciple. Jesus was away. And, um, you know, there was a man who brought a demon-possessed child to him, to the disciples. All right, and they, he asked the disciples whether you know they could cast it out, and they were they were trying, all right, but they couldn't. They couldn't, and you know I believe you know the scenario in that particular state place you know went like this. Okay, here's a demon possessed boy, and I believe you know the first disciple went in and said, "Come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out." Okay, I'm tired now. You take over. Okay, the next disciple, come out, come out. You can come out, come out. And I'm sure they would have, you know, done everything. And, you know, it says that they spent, you know, it doesn't say, theologians say that, you know, it's, they spent hours trying to do that. Couldn't. And then Jesus comes. What's happening? And, the, you know, the, the man comes, you know, Jesus, I asked your disciples to cast the demon out, but they couldn't. Bring the boy. Go. The demon left. And the disciples were like caught off and they were like, you know, okay, and then, you know, it says that privately they came up to Jesus. Jesus, why weren't we able to cast it out? You know, I mean, you don't believe me? I, don't, I didn't make that up, okay? I mean, it's there, it's there, okay? Mark's Gospel chapter 9, verse 28 to 29. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately. I just, I just uh, displayed the scene to you. The disciples came to the house and asked him privately, why couldn't we cast it out? And you know what Jesus said to them? This kind can come out only by prayer and by fasting. Only by prayer and by fasting. Church, I want to make a statement. All right. Time spent in prayer is not time wasted, but it's time invested.
time spent in prayer is not time wasted it is time invested the more we spend time in prayer the more we call upon god's the more power he'll give us to deal with the problems that we have in our personal lives but we do it completely the other way around we spend hours trying to solve our own problems we spend hours trying to do this and do that and logically reason out man i can do this i can do that because man we have come to this place man i don't know if prayer really works jesus knew the power of prayer the disciples had caught on to the power of prayer how much more we being disciples and followers of jesus christ needs to catch on to that same principle and say that lord i know that if i spend more time in prayer i can see results in every single area of my life you know in this in this last scripture can you just put the scripture up again this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting here's what i believe jesus is saying you need to prepare in prayer we spend hours in preparation you know for everything else we spend hours you know before our exams we spend hours you know before maybe an interview we spend hours you know for everything that we need to do but rarely do we say that man i think i need to spend more time in prayer then spend time doing things that i can you know this is scripture i don't again i don't have it it's just coming up to my mind right now i've always said this and you've heard me quote this so many times all right one can chase a thousand two can chase 10000 and do you know who's the second person who wants to be in that 1 plus 1 two it's the holy spirit he wants to be with you so that you don't just chase a thousand because you're limited and let's let's be honest all of us know we can only do so much but what if we allowed the holy spirit and what if we allowed the presence of god and the power of god to work through us so that we cannot just get 1000 we can get 10000 church this morning i want us to ask ourselves this question maybe you're a man of prayer maybe you're a woman of prayer i don't know but maybe you know you you know all of these things that i've just told you but you've just you know at some point in your life you were dismayed and you said that man i know i'm not spending as much as time as in prayer i think as i should and i want you to ask this question to yourself this morning can you commit to what jesus committed his life to can you commit to what the disciples had committed their lives to they could have done anything and they could have learned so many things from jesus and they did but the thing that they really desired to learn the most was how to pray that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and I'm really hoping to see you next week.